back to the BJJ Balance Podcast. My name is Kitty. I'm here with my co-host, Matt. What's going on, Matt? Como estas, bitches? <laughs> what the fuck is that from? I don't know. That's from Burgundy. <laughs> Anchorman, baby. What's up, guys? How's it going? Welcome back. Um, Kenny, what the fuck happened to your face, dude? I ha- I've had it for like a year, the beard. And I thought I was at the wrong house when I walked in. I walked <laughs> in and I was like, hey, man. I need a little break every once in a while. So I, 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 went, I went to trim it. And I and when I trimmed, I just basically I cut the bottom off, and I I looked a little too much like I was in Khabib's fight camp, <laughs> so I shaved it all off. It was a real, real Russian looking beard. Um, so I was like, yeah, maybe it's just time to go. You looked a little like too much like Willie from uh, The <laughs> Simpsons. <laughs> so so yeah, but it, it, it grows fast. I um, I'd say in probably three weeks I'll have a full beard again. We. Um, Guess what? Breaking news. Bow, bow, bow. We went viral again with uh, Albert Clifford Slater, AC Slater. Yeah. And uh, I call him Albert Clifford because you know what? I am a, you know, like I said, I'm an after school TV show uh, person. And I used to watch all of those shows. So AC Slater, we went on there a couple of, like, was it last episode or two episodes ago, yeah, we two. said we would love to see Mario Lopez versus Tom Hardy. Now Tom the Blast came on and said, "We don't want that, guys. They're old guys. We don't want them to fight." Hey, Tom, let them let the dogs eat. First of all, Mario Lopez said he'd love to. So. Mario Lopez comes on. He comes in the comments on Abby JJ Balance. Comes into the comments and says, "On those nation, I would love to fight Tom. That'd be an honor." Tom yeah. Hardy, we waiting, baby. It's game time. And then everybody started rolling in on the comments. Yeah. Who they think was going to win. Who, why this guy would win. Who do you think was going to win, Kenny? This is going to be a tough one for me. I've, I've never seen, I've seen footage of Tom Hardy rolling. He's legit. I've never seen, and, and if you go look at Tom Hardy's Instagram, that's all it is. Oh, he's It's all jujitsu. Jiu-jitsu. There's nothing but jujitsu in there. You wouldn't even, if you didn't know he was an actor, you'd think this guy's just a guy that's obsessed with jujitsu and has... 15 million followers. Um, but I've never I've never seen Mario Lopez um, roll jiu-jitsu. I've seen pictures of him in his gi and whatnot. <clears throat> and I, I know he's an, uh, a student under one of the Machado brothers. Uh, so there's a, that's a legit lineage. But I do know that he wrestled in high school. Um, he is from the same area that I'm from. Um, my older sister knew... She, like she was friends with his cousin, so she knew him from there. But my stepfather's son wrestled with him, and my stepfather's son was like a nationally ranked wrestler, and uh, they wrestled in competitions frequently together and were friends through that and whatnot. And my stepdad says, like, his, his as a wrestler, he was very legit. I'm not saying that it's gi. I think that it comes down to gi versus no gi. Honestly, I feel like it would end up being a no gi. But like, cause I've, and I'm not saying Tom Hardy doesn't do no gi cause I think he does, yeah. but I've only seen him compete in the gi. And if yeah. it's in the gi, I would give Tom Hardy a little bit more of a chance because holding onto the collars can stop yourself a lot of double legs. Yeah. You know what I mean? It slows it down more of a, uh, you know, more of a chess match, so to speak. Um, but if it's no gi, then, you know, I seen what AC Slater did to that dude from Valley. And... <laughs> <laughs> he beat him in like two seconds. <laughs> that that episode when Kelly Kapowski had the purple face. Isn't that the? Didn't they wrestle in the max? No, I know it was like at a gym. But oh, okay. I remember uh, Kelly Kapowski had a purple face because she bought some uh, bad zit cream. Uh, zit cream from Zach. Yeah, fucking Morris, dude, ruining everything. Um, but uh, <laughs> and I heard he trains too. I heard he does train too. He, I think he's a blue belt or a purple belt also. Yeah. So that brought us into the thing. It's like. Let's let's make a a bracket, a celebrity bracket. Now you cannot have UFC experience to be in the celebrity bracket, okay? right? But let's make a bracket and no black belts, right? Was that the stipulation too? No, fuck it. If they're black okay. belt, yeah, whatever. Well, like, then I guess Al Bundy's going in that bracket. Al Bundy could be in there, but like I said, his age is going to be a factor. He's yeah. like seventy something years old. I will take a purple belt uh, AC Slater over an Ed O'Neill, just on age. There's somebody else that's a black belt that's um, there. So uh, we got Keanu Reeves. He's training a little bit. Yeah. Now he's a white belt. He might have a little trouble. 
Um, we've got Zach Morris. We've Wiz got Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa. Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato. What Demi are we gonna getting? Are we getting drugged out tweak Demi? Are we getting right? She, she may have some solid top pressure now. She might. I'm Did sorry. She can sm- hey, Demi. They. They may have some solid they top might pressure. Have some solid, some tall top game. I, I apologize, um, Demi. Uh, uh, Cross got Karen Cross from uh, WWE, who's a follow host nation. He could be a problem. He's a big dude, purple belt. Also teaches, which I've seen on his IG. He's pretty obsessed with it. If it's not WWE stuff, it's. I heard he does catch wrestling too. Yeah. And so with, he, yeah. I think like, like Josh Barnett, you can't be on there. Sorry, right. right now. You can't be on there. You've been UFC. You've been UFC champion. That's not fair. But uh, there's a lot of celebrities that get after it when it comes to that kind of stuff. Now, there's Ashton Kutcher, which I've seen a video of him, and it didn't. I was not impressed. I didn't think it was legit. See, purple? Brown. Brown. Brown belt. And I was like, I saw the clip of him taking the back, rolling, and I'm like, that was not a good way to take the back. So like, I, I kind of... You know, that's an interesting way for someone to give you their back. I kind of, <laughs> uh, kind of like a smirk, like mm, I don't know if that's legit or not. Um, uh, so, but yeah, the celebrity bracket. Who do you think, Batista? Yeah, Batista's purple belt or brown? brown? Brown, and he's my man is so brown. Yeah, his skin is so brown right now. Batista, yeah, take it easy on a tanning bed, my man. Holy crap, Batista, <laughs> he. He went full blown Hollywood. He looks like Mister Hanky, or whatever his name is from the. <laughs> he's he's Nicky Rooney tan. Dude, Nicky he's Rooney like tan. UPS Brown. <laughs> <laughs> but like I saw some videos of him like rolling and showing stuff and talking jujitsu with what his professor and yeah, I saw those. He guys. seems like he's legit. He's a brown belt. Um, so I'd be I'd have to put the bigs against you, him versus Cross, and see who wins there. But uh. Yeah, we're going to get a bracket together. You guys in the comments here, put who you think should be in the celebrity bracket so we can discuss it on a future pod. You might know some celebrities. I I, I just Googled it and came up with a handful of them, but there might be some out there that we are unaware of. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Pass us, pass us that info so we can look into them. So you're finally feeling better. I am. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks off of jujitsu was a little rough. But uh, we got back at it last week, so went over to a buddy's house, got a couple big time rolls, sweated it out. Yeah, yeah, and then hit the hit the gym three times the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right after that. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, four days last week in a row. That's good, man. Yeah. Um, UFC happened last night. Well, yeah, last night. Yeah, um, we record on Sundays. Breaking news. Uh, what do you think of the fights? What do you think of Mackenzie Dern? You think it's you think like I always thought that maybe she would be champion one day just because of her grappling is so good. I'm having some doubts now. I didn't. I didn't have her to win that from the start. I you didn't. This no, man, this man didn't miss last night. No, no, I got all of them right. But I, I um. And if you're not following BJJ Balance on Verdict, yeah. What are you guys doing? We've got a ver- We've got a BJJ Balance league. You can join and you can get in on that competition. A league, and you could just go against Kenny. <clears throat> yeah. I'm in there. O's Nation's in there, and I'm going to win it next time. I didn't know that. I just got in there yesterday, so I've been dogging it too, I guess. <laughs> but I'm in there now. Well, I started it yesterday. So. Okay. <laughs> there we go. See. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't I – don't, um, what were we talking about? <laughs> Mackenzie Dern fight. Mackenzie Dern. Like, I don't know if she's going to – Andrade's got hands, bro. She does. She's he's, got he's, hands. He's, he's got hands, dude. <laughs> she's got hands. Like, I don't – I don't, like, I don't – they even said it in the commentary. They're just like, there isn't a woman that hits but as she's hard so as she hits. she's so small. She's so small. She's tiny. Yeah. And I don't understand. Like, uh, Mackenzie got her down in the first round, and I thought she had her, but she's, you know, she yeah. could have won it. Because I had McDurin first round submission. And I was like, oh! And then she let her stand back up. The um, I was in a, a group chat, chat with some friends the other day about the fights before that came on, and somebody said, I don't even care that she's got a fake accent. And then they had the interviews uh, before the fight. And I'm like, there's no accent. There. No, she, her accent, she's speaking Portuguese again, I promise. Because <laughs> after that fight, she's went back to Portuguese. She's like, I tried to be American for you guys, and look, I got smoked. Yeah. yeah. I'm speaking Portuguese again. Now, you said a text to me, you said um, red panty night, because you got all of his bets right. Yeah. When Andrade wins, and I used to say this about, um, what's her name, Nunez, but when Andrade wins, it's not red panty night. 
red dildo night. <laughs> <laughs> Break out the red dildo. We red made dildo it. night. Andrade gets it done. Congrats to her. Now, I don't know if she's going to get another shot at the title or what she's going to do, but hey, man. Who's holding the belt right now? <laughs> Is it um, the, the Mexican girl? What's her name? Oh. Uh, Did she just beat Shevchenko? Or drawed her, right? Esparza? No, 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 no. I don't know, but she just uh, drawed, drew draw against oh. Shevchenko, and the the second time they fought, the first time she choked her out. I don't know your names. I'm gonna be honest with you right now. Um, I don't really women's MMA not my strong point. It's not a needle needle mover for me. Either. Um, co-main event Aspinall. Wow, wow. <laughs> my man. I'm gonna say this right now, and I'm a John Jones believer, and I we even said. On last episode last week about Tony, like if you could pick a guy, right, and then be like, who's number two? Right, I don't know who's number two that could beat John Jones. Like who's your number two? If John Jones is one, who's number two? It might be Tom Aspinall. Aspinall is the real deal. He's got speed. He's got hands. He's got size. He's six foot five. He uses yeah. his range. He uses his jab. He's got ground. He's. I don't know if John Jones wants that smoke, dude. I I cannot believe that he fucking knocked him out cold like that. A win like that. Yeah. Over, what's his name? Pe- what's the guy's last name? Pe- Pavlovich. Pavlovich. And everybody said, I have like five people that kept texting me, if they make it out of the first round, I'm giving it to Aspinall. Like they were saying that it's going first round, Pavlovich. Right. Everybody was convinced And that's Pavlovich all I had. Was- I was like, Aspinall's got to get him in deep waters. Yeah. <laughs> nope. No way, nope. dude. This kid is the real deal. Um, me and my boy James, we were the only ones in the gym that have been pro Aspinall for the last like two years. And I don't know if, like I said, I don't, I think John Jones now, either, either this lit a fire in John Jones, like, oh, here's my next guy. Right. Or he's like, I don't know if he wanted to smoke. I think John he was, Jones. He was calling Jones out after the, his, not this last night, but the fight before that. They, I think it's, it's either for Jones, honestly, I think it's either Stipe. And he wants out. It's steep. It was Stipe and Naganu retire. Those were the guys he wanted to fight. Yeah. I don't know if he wants a young dragon like Aspinall. I say if you want to cement that legacy, beat Stipe. Naganu ain't coming back to UFC. He's locked on a contract with PFL. Beat Aspinall. Sail off to this. Because that's the only person in that division that, that anybody thinks is really giving him smoke. Like, the way he hit. Like, is Aspinall going to be able to get in there? Yeah. Touch Jones, like, cause Jones will be able to get on on Aspinall's leg and take him down. I think I, was, oh man, I don't know. It's a tough. I feel like that's a tough matchup for Jones. Yeah, I. I but I, I'm still not going to bet against him. No, see, that's that's a, the wild thing too. Is it? Yeah, is, is it a tough matchup for him? Yeah, but I mean, people were saying that about Gone, and that ended in seconds. You know what I mean? Like, you you never know. You never know. It, if if he's if if Jones is on point and he's training. The, the way that he appears to be on social media and, uh, you know, before pre-injury. And, uh, I mean, we I, the only thing that bummed me out is that last fight with Gon. We didn't get to see a lot of Jones, so we didn't get to see how consistent his movement was, especially in those championship rounds and whatnot. Mm. Um, but if he's if he was able to maintain that, that speed and that pace with that size that he g- gained, and then I'm curious to see what his powers changed into. I mean, you you see those training videos that, like him deadlifting and shit yeah. like that. I'm like, what the? F-? Yeah, it's, yeah. We, we we mentioned before he's got fucking superhero athlete DNA. So it it's yeah he's 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 been touched you know by the gods. Um, but let's get back into some jujitsu here. Um, and I want to talk about jujitsu lineage, and I want to talk about um, some people don't think, and this kind of goes with two of our questions here. Lineage is some people don't think it's important. The lineage of your belt is important. Some people don't feel like it is. Some people feel like, you know, I'm paying for a service. Teach me jujitsu. And if I get a belt from him and I get my belt from there, it doesn't matter. Different professors, like almost like the college, they're almost like the American way of like different professors for different classes. And yeah. then I get my degree. My degree is my degree. But it's not though. Cause if I get a degree from, Fucking San Joaquin fucking 
junior college over here. Hey, that or could if be I, a future sponsor, or, yeah. or I get a degree from fucking Harvard, there's a vast yeah. difference in where I got my degree from. There is. Yeah, I, yeah. I disagree with that. I it, Okay, maybe not in Brazil it doesn't matter because... Everybody's legit. Right. But in, in, in America, in the United States, in a country... I think in America it matters more than anything because if you... If you go to like England, their whole country is the size of like one of our states. You know what I mean? We have such a massive country, so vast. And you've got, Matt has well-established Brazilians like the beach. Like the beaches. So you you got Florida, California, maybe South Coast, Texas, Mm -hmm. New York, New Jersey. And that kind of ends it. They like the water. Yeah. So... Those are your those are your hot spots um, for jujitsu, and once you kind of venture out of there, it's, it's kind of like if you don't have a lineage to differentiate, you know. If you're not that dude, yeah, what's going to bring people in to see you? Right, is if you got your shit from the dude. So I was looking up I, a, a buddy of mine, um, one of my old roommates from back in the day. He lives up in uh, Salem, Oregon, and. Uh, was recently looking for he, he trained back in the day he trained mma back in the day and but he was recently looking to get into possibly into jujitsu and whatnot and i was like oh i was like uh, trying to help him find a gym googling some schools in his area and seeing like if there was any legit schools out there and whatnot and i was able to find a guy that is a black belt under um uh what's the uh what's the fought bellator just went in the last adcc in his 40s Lovato? Yes. Rafael Lovato Jr. Yeah. So he he's a black belt under uh Rafael Lovato Jr. That's and then a good I, lineage. Yeah. And I was looking at the the head instructor's uh he's like a two time uh IBJJF black belt uh no gi champion, a one time in gi champion. So I was like, okay, well that that seems like a legit instructor right there. He's got And then some, you're getting what you pay for. So say right. your tag is one hundred and sixty dollars a month or more right. in some places. Three hundred. 300 autos yeah what you know like you but you're getting like cream of the cream right you know if you uh, hopefully if you're paying i don't i've never paid that much for no <laughs> jujitsu but hopefully if you're paying over 300 dollars or high twos you're getting that guy for all your classes right because right. i would be pretty upset if i'm paying 250 260 to 300 dollars and you're getting his and i'm getting one of his black belts teaching class right and i know sometimes he can't teach every class but like i would be like dude i'm paying this tag for you right like you know what i mean so hopefully that's the case i don't know personally um but hopefully if you're paying high dollar right for your jujitsu you're getting the whole experience and I feel like legit black belts, like a Galval, like even a Keenan Cornelius, and guys who are like IBJJF Hall of Fame or Hall of Fame eligible type guys, they can get they can ask for that tag and they right. can get it because they're that guy. It's right. like there's a, a handful of people of that caliber in the world. It's like getting basketball lessons from Michael Jordan. Right. Like you're gonna pay Michael Jordan a little more money right. than you're gonna pay. You know, Dan, coach, who's coach the Jeff. coach, <laughs> coach Jeff, who coaches the high school kids. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah coach Jeff, he, he played NJB basketball with Kobe Bryant when they were kids. <laughs> like, oh, that's cool. That's cool for 150, but like for 300. Yeah. I, I, I want getting, Michael Jordan fucking sticking that tongue out. Yeah. Um. So I feel like, you know, you get what you pay for, but uh, I feel like lineage is important because. It helps bring people to your door and it helps solidify. Like if you say you're like Leo Vera is our head guy. You're right. So that's my lineage. Leo, Poncho, you, me. Right. Like, like that's, that's pretty fucking cool. That's pretty fucking awesome. Dude. Yeah. Like I need to get better because legend, world champion, world champion, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, meme page owner, meme guy, <laughs> one, one NABJJF world championship at black belt one time, but, uh, might've been the only guy in the bracket. 
just took my flowers and took a smile. You know what I mean? Like, I do have a world championship, but I didn't fire anybody. Uh, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, so I better get my bars up. I better step it up because I'm, like, hurting my lineage over here. Right. So I do think lineage is important. Um, but some guys don't. Some guys rather just be, you know, pay for a service. Right. Well, I mean. Because I've seen that in the comments. Like, I don't care. I pay like at some of on one of the comments in one of our reels, um, a guy saying like I've said, you get to select. They're like I won't roll with some. I only roll with people that I trust, and I'm like in my. You only roll with people you trust in my 15 years, just since I've been black belt, I've been able to be a little more selective in who I roll because right. I'm the black belt. I get to choose. I never, <laughs> up till black belt, got to pick who I got to roll with. Right. I got the role with like the guys that, Hey, you want to roll? Professor says, get a partner. Right. I, everybody picks up the guys left. Is that yours? Or the guy you picked, that's yours. You don't get to select like, nah, man. <laughs> I remember the, not uh, you. The first time uh, it was like my, probably my second or third white belt class at ponchos and in a gi. And I think it was like my second role of the night. And Kuhio was like, hey, you want to roll? And I felt like, I was like, a black belt wants to roll with me? I felt all excited until like 30 seconds into it. And I was like, oh, fuck this. Like <laughs> <laughs> when you, when you, when you, you don't get to choose. Like yeah. if, if, if I was like, if I was like a white belt, okay. Well, I met Poncho at blue belt. So my lineage is already broken. I was on a, you know, uh, American top team thing and I left and now I'm here. So, under Poncho as a blue belt, if I was like, Poncho's like, Matt, roll with him. I was like, nah, he's not, I don't feel safe rolling with him. Poncho look at me and go, roll with him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, nah. And some people are like, I'm paying for a service and I don't feel like it's like, I'll just say no. My health is more important. I don't need jujitsu. Like I, someone got in the comment was being like that to me and I was like, that's crazy to me. Then why like, are you doing this? That's crazy to me that you're selectively roll. Like I do it for my own personal mental health and stuff and that's fine. But like that person wants a cardio jujitsu class. That's what they want. That's what it seems like. Yeah. And to me, I feel like that's crazy. Um, and that's a gym don't for yeah. me. And then I want to get into gym do's and gym don'ts and pet peeves. And what are some of your biggest pet peeves in jujitsu? Um, people that don't clip their nails. Oh, fingernails. That's, that's right up there. And I'm a nail chewer. So I've never had that yeah. issue. I bite my nails. Damn. Breaking news. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> yeah. We got sound effects now, motherfuckers. What are we going to do? This is the BJJ Balance Podcast. Anything can happen. Now, I don't know if that's going to be the intro or a red dildo night, but we're going to figure it out. Red dildo night. Bow, 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 bow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we're off the rails. We just had a podcast. We Okay. We just... This is number two of the night. Number two of the night. We just got into an interviewing uh, Noah from Flowhole. That'll be on next, next week. week's episode. Stay tuned for that one. We had a good time talking to him about Jocko Willink, all that good stuff. So that'll be a fun one for next week. So we're a little, uh, we're in like the funny mode right now. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Jim, dude, you know, nails. Nails. Back to nails. You don't like nails. Um, me personally, I don't like white belt wearing headgear. I've only seen one person do that. White belts wearing headgear. Now, if you're a female, you get a pass. Keep them, keep them mares pretty. Yeah. But if you're a dude, fuck that. You can hide them behind hair. If you're a dude and you're wearing headgear, period. But I you said white belts wearing headgear. Yeah, it's like you don't even hurt your ears yet. And you're, like, you're doing it because you don't want to have it. Like, so just white belts or no? Actually, it's all headgear. I don't yeah. can't stand. There's only one reason why you should be wearing a headgear, and that's because. You got a big tournament come up. You already have cauliflower ear. You're having a real problem with it, and it's really hurting, and it's bleeding, and you still want to train and protect that ear. Right. And okay. you can't afford to lose reps. You get a pass. But if you're just wearing headgear because you don't want cauliflower hour, should I say it? Go for it. Single mom soft. <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here come the blue hairs. Hey, oh, no. They are mad. What do you mean by that? <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I mean what I mean. Oh, my God. Uh, you did it again. You told me you would never do it again. I did it again. Um, 
I don't. I don't. Yeah, I just the headgear. Headgear, it just annoys me. And there's a lot of my teammates, and there's threads about it, and running texts about it. If we see you wearing headgear, we're talking about it. Like, I've only guy. seen one person, and it was at your gym. This, but this is, I don't know if they still do, but this was. Oh, it happens. People do it. Wow. And I don't get it. I don't get it. Do or do they come from wrestling backgrounds? I don't think so. I think they just don't want to get cauliflower. I didn't even wear it in wrestling. Like I said, if I say, what's up with the headgear? And you're like, I got a tournament coming up and I need to get work, but my ear is on fire and it's in pain. Yeah. And I got cauliflower right now and I'm draining it daily. Yeah. But I can't afford to miss rounds. God, I don't want to have to do this. You get a pass. I'll just. You get a pass. Do but you... if I see you doing. <laughs> this shit. And you, you don't have a modeling contract. And you're not like, my face is my money. Yeah. Okay. You know, I don't see Tom Hardy wearing Ted gear. No. Okay. And I don't see AC Slater wearing headgear. He's the prettiest man I've ever seen. That guy's 50 years old. Doesn't have a wrinkle on him. I have more no. wrinkles on my forehead than that guy's got on his ass cheeks. <laughs> yeah. He's looking real, <laughs> real fucking. He, he, man, as an agent, he was 19. Fucking, yeah. Kissing Kelly Kapowski and shit. What the fuck? You know? That guy just keeps winning. And I was a Spano fan too. Wow. Well, I was Team Jesse. Oh. Climbed that tree. Mama. And went, Mama. <laughs> Oh, and then when Showgirls came out, uh, <laughs> I remember that when Showgirls came out, hit that NC seventeen, and I was in sixth grade, and I was just like, "Oh, no way! This is nice. <laughs> <laughs> Good times." Oh dude. man, uh, another gym. Okay, back <laughs> on topic. Another gym don't. Another gym don't that I don't like. Um, Full gear, full gear, guys in full gear, driving in full gear. <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah, there was, we a, talked uh, about this already. Yeah. I don't like guys driving in the cars in geese. You, you made a, a meme about it and there's a lot of people. Oh, I wear it. If, you know, if I'm just, if I'm, if I'm coming from home and I'm on my way to the gym, then I'm going to wear it. Yeah, no, I don't wear it, dude. Yeah. Don't, don't wear it. Like, I don't, I don't, like, I'll, I will wear regular clothes to the gym with my gym bag. I will then take my clothes off at said gym. Whether there's a bathroom or whatnot. Dude. If you're wearing compression pants, you could take your shorts off. You're wearing compressions. Dude, I just wear my shorts under it. Right. I just throw my pants over my shorts. Like, what if you got... And then I take my t-shirt off and I put a gi top on. You can't be pumping gas in your gi, dude. <laughs> you can't be like, what if you get pulled over? What if you car trouble, dude? In AAA and you're just like... You're fucking belt around your waist. <laughs> Come on, dude. Change the tire. Belt tied around your tits. Like it slides. Belts tied around your tits, and you're fucking trying to. I, full gear, dude. I can't stand full gear. Full gear. If you go in full gear, never go full gear. And but worse, driving home in your sweaty ass no, gear. Come on. Your dude. fucking poor car seats. Come on, dude. And like, I get like wearing maybe. If you're, I just wear my gear pants only. You, know, you get half a pass, dude. Okay. Half a pass. We just. Okay. Yeah, oh. I think we we said this before. If you're not Danaher, you shouldn't be walking around. If you're not eight mascara. years old, if you're not eight years old, as soon as you turn nine, gym bag, dude. Like <laughs> my my five year old doesn't wear her gi to class. As soon as you turn nine, gym bag. I don't know. That's just me. That's just that's just the that's just Matt Vega at O's Nation's thoughts on this. But full gear. What are we doing, people? This is ridiculous. Smelly geese. Smelly geese. Smelly geese. Smelly geese. Yeah. We don't hygiene, guys. Come on. Yeah. What are that, we doing? That's my pet peeve. If you wore the ghee on Monday morning class and you're coming to Monday evening class. New ghee, please. New ghee, please. Yeah. Or wash it, dry it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And yeah, the, the, the stinky ghee guy is a brutal. Yeah. Don't be that guy. Don't be the stinky ghee guy. Never. <clears throat> I've. Got some friends that are stinky guys. That's bad. Yeah, that brutal. that will make me. I will. I don't. I don't say no to rolls. If somebody asks me if if you ask me to roll, I will roll regardless if I want to or not. If you ask me, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. If you're the smelly gee guy, I might say no. It's brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. Um, obviously another one. Shoes on the mat, walking on the mat. I've never seen that, but that's walking to the bathroom <clears throat> barefooted. I got one. What you got? I got one. If you don't have a purple belt, 
you had better be there for warm-ups. Don't be the guy that walks in. I, 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 there's a guy that I see. He'll get there before class starts in normal clothes. He won't even start changing until warm-ups happen. Nah, that's a problem. Yeah. I'm but like, that, that's you a- more than anybody, Mr. One-Stripe White Belt. Does he have kids in there? No. Does he like kiss no, his babies? No, Nate. Shit? Nate doesn't have any kids there. Not your Nate. Different Nate. Different Nate. Pink Gee Nate. Pink Gee? Pink Gee Nate. What belt? White. Pink Gee White Belt? Pink Gee White Belt. What is he, a seven-year-old girl? No. <laughs> He's a 45-year-old man. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nate. I'm going to come to your school, and I'm going to let you freaking get side control. That's on me, Okay. <laughs> That was uncalled for. I apologize. No, no, it's not. No, it's Seven? not. Seven? Hey, my daughter wants a pinky. She's going to have a white belt. I told him, I said last week when we were there, I said, you know, on the website for, because uh, it's a Moya, I said on the Moya website, there's a girl wearing that gi. And he goes, oh, really? I was like, yeah, that's why they don't make it in fucking A1 or A2. Is he trying to be funny? No. Is he a big guy? No. That's why you can find pink key. Yeah. He's he I I I don't know. I'd never asked him specifically. I think he was looking to be a little like a little, little different. The only time I'm you ever see my gee pink is if it's accidentally red panty night at the fucking Vega <laughs> house and I wash my white gee with the said red panties. Yeah. And next thing you know, you boys got a freaking pinky. Pinky. But yeah, no. Hey. Oh, pet peeve, pink geese. <laughs> Newsflash. <laughs> uh, p- p- pink geese. Crazy colored geese. Yeah. I'm a traditionalist. Black, blue. I got a green one. I got an OD green one. Yeah, same. I got and same that's one. okay. But like, I'm talking crazy colors. I'm talking like bright orange and green and you look like a fucking Christmas tree. There's a, there's a company, uh, Supernatural Survival Gear, and they make white with camo uh, lapels and like s- trim. What, it, what, as long as it's not like crazy bold, you know what I mean? But like, if it's, you're going to wear those geese, you better show out. It's fucking camel, bro. You better show out. Like we got a boy, my boy, my boy, Clint, my boy, Clint, he has a, he's a big time hunter and he has like a camouflage gee, and like, but he's a badass dude. <laughs> he fucks Is it like up. a real tree? Fucking- he's a black belt. He'll fuck you up, dude. Like, what are you going to do? He was fucking people up at blue belt. Yeah. I was so happy when Clint got his fucking brown belt. I was like, dude, this purple belt is wrecking me, dude. Yeah. But now he's a black belt, so it's all good. Um, what other pet peeves do I got here? Um, I would say just uh, that's about it for me. I don't really have any more pet peeves than that. The full gear, the headgear. That that shit that's the worst for me. Um, so nails smelling. We got questions. We got a ton of questions. Let's just knock them all out. Uh, first one. Oh Jesus! Christ. So okay. So this so this is from <laughs> this is from Wendy, Mrs. Freak Party. But really, it's not. It was a question from. Hold on, hold that thought because she said I, I cannot take credit for this. I said okay. It's really from at three rowdy five. Who said this? I'm sure that it's somebody she works with. Someone she works with at the barbershop. So if you were a woman for a day, would Mm. you rather be a toaster strudel Mm. or a Twinkie? (laughs) Definitely not a Twinkie, dude. Your boy likes pie, but I don't like it that much. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 260 pounds. I like pie, but I don't like it that much. Give me a towel. Let's wipe it off. I'm assuming that's what they mean. Yeah, 100%. That's what they mean. <laughs> yeah, we wipe it uh, off, yeah, dude. Give me a quick shower. Um, I'll close my eyes, dude. Uh, <laughs> this is such a fucking bad it's question. Such, and I said anything goes. <laughs> I said anything goes. And to me... Um, she's testing the limits. She's really testing the limits. And this is only the second time she's done it. I don't even know what the next one's going to be. It'll probably be worse, man. And that's not a challenge. That's why I love That's just her. what it'll be. That's mine. That's <laughs> mine right there. I'm going to stick oh. beside her. There's the real right yeah, there. That's I, mine. This your man? That's I love, mine. I'm going to stick beside one. her. <laughs> okay. What would you choose? You didn't answer. No, toaster strudel, bro. Toaster he said strudel. I'd shower me yeah. off and fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm wait. out the door. I'm not, I ain't trying to walk around all squishy. Like oh, I got like, like wet socks and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to leak you for the rest of the I'm day. I'm already 257 pounds. <laughs> I ain't trying to chafe any more than I already am, dude. I'm already chafing in a summer day. <laughs> this one went way off the rails, Kenny. Uh, 
This could be the last. Hey, guys, I'm sorry. This one went way off the rails. <laughs> if we get canceled for my wife's question. This one went way. No, I'm talking about the podcast in general. <laughs> guys are coming in here for some like, how are we going to clip this to motivational reels? <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> Next question. Next question. This is from Tony DeSavage. This is actually uh, last week's yeah. guest, Tony. What is your favorite lapel choke? Lately, I've been using baseball choke. Baseball choke is good. It's a classic. To me. Ninja choke. I don't know. What the fuck that I'm going to show you tomorrow. Okay. Well, <laughs> you said you needed something to teach. There you go. All right. Side control. Tax. Tomorrow, 6 a.m. Um, yeah. Ninja choke. Ninja choke is my favorite joke. It's basically I'm side control. I grab one of my lapels, and then I choke you with it. I like that. I like. I, I get side control quite often. I need something. We'll work on some side yeah. control tax. Um. <laughs> Honestly, man, probably I, I hate to say bow and arrow. It's bow and just, yeah. You're in a bow and arrow gym, dude. You got yeah. a fucking Robin Hood and Merry Men. If, Jerry, if Jason's Robin Hood, yeah. you're a bunch of fucking Merry Men dude, behind it's, him. It's effective. It's there. I didn't realize how often it was there. Robin Hood and his Merry Men. You're yeah. fucking little John or Abe Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> run it. No, it no. If anything, it's more like fucking Robin Hood men in tights. And how I'm, many Robin Hoods are there? Uh, just the one. There's three Robin Hoods. Three. There's the Fox. The Fox. The Men in Tights and Costner. Yeah. Right. All right. Um. Yeah. Definitely Ninja Choke. What we got next? That's it. All right. I got more. You got more questions. I got a fuck ten more. Good. We need more. Do you think last minute seminars are just GoFundMe's for personal travel? hundred percent. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need a vacation. <clears throat> hey, throwing a seminar together, yeah. like yeah, donations only, or or last minute seminars, or or seminars. Period. Are for you'll find if a guy's competing like in Tennessee or he's competing in New York, he might throw right. a seminar in that state because it funds his tournament. Yeah. So that's that's the main probably cause for seminars is in different areas is because it funds their certain things but we all know gordon ryan a couple months back is like i want to go to hawaii would anybody like me to throw a seminar in hawaii <laughs> he did that on his social media next thing you know this dude's in hawaii showing his butt cheeks with jason momoa oh and, that's right and he got his whole shit paid for got to fucking let the buns out and then boom yeah seminar vacation and party with aquaman and party with aquaman I'm tired of seeing Jason Momoa's butt cheeks. This has come across your feet often? Dude, for like, and this comes, my buddy Brandon at, um, at uh, Late Bloomers podcast, he said this. And I'm like, you're right. dude. Everywhere I go, Jason Momoa on the night show shows his butt cheeks. Jason Momoa, Gordon Ryan showing his butt cheeks. I'm tired of seeing Momoa's butt cheeks. Like this video or this podcast if you're tired of seeing Jason Momoa's butt cheeks. They are nice buns. I'll give them that, but I'm tired of seeing them. Um... We're off the rails, dude. Uh, how often should we drill and practice takedowns as an older person? This comes from at Got Music Shiz. Okay. So, personally, as somebody who wrestled in the past, and I, and I don't consider myself a wrestler by any means, just I've wrestled it. I don't think that you learn takedowns i i feel like you learn to wrestle and i think takedowns are a part of wrestling mm. and i think to be effective at takedowns it's i i don't feel like it's something that you just drill over so often like you gotta commit to that that shit you know what i mean like there's an entire sport based off of just that there's multiple judo greco-roman freestyle wrestling you know you've got multiple sports based around that shit like if you just if you're just doing if you're just doing takedowns once a week or I don't know I I don't think you're gonna be super effective anytime soon especially older if if we're talking older like I don't know maybe maybe so maybe I, maybe you got a better shot because we're slower but as an older athlete I believe you should practice takedowns you should practice jujitsu to its fullness what and that's part of yeah. it okay now if you desire to not be a guy who likes takedowns because you don't want to get hurt then you need to practice pulling guard the right way from your feet. Um, but that starts standing. 
So you need to start the fight standing. Yeah. Regardless. Now, I don't think you're going to be in a street situation. You want to be on top. So you should learn some takedowns. You're not going to want to pull guard outside. You know what I mean? You don't want to pull guard at the freaking Apollo local parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) This is one of my questions for that we were going to save for another episode, but we're just going to bring it up right now. The the whole like um, dropping to your butt and scooting uh, as like a meme. Yeah. Like for home defense, like someone breaks into your house, you're like, hold on. Yeah, no, I've seen that meme. And I think Kid Dale's the first one to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Yeah. You're not going to pull guard in the street. So, yeah, no, you need to learn takedowns. You need to, you know, start standing. If you're going to be a guard pulling guy, and there's nothing wrong with being a guard pulling guy, some guys will. My buddy Rod, he has a school in Florida. He's said that, like, wait till you're 50, you'll be saying something different. I'm okay with pulling guard. But you better stand up, put the right foot up, jump guard, put the right foot in the hip, pull it the right way. Because that's how jiu-jitsu is done. Starting from the knees gets you nowhere. You're actually learning good, bad form from starting from your knees. Because, hey, how do you pull guard from your knees? So one guy's always sitting, one guy's standing. And breaking news, we're not Gordon Ryan. People, um, Gordon Ryan will do the sit-down guard where he's sitting down. Or you'll see your professor do it. And... All of a sudden, he inverts and gets underneath and leg and tail entanglements. You're not Gordon Ryan. You got to get technical stand-up, go up, make your connections, then pull guard the right way. Don't just wait for some guy to make his first move, and then you're being the secondary. Like, you make letting him make the first move, and you're being secondary. You got to go up, technical stand-up from your ass, go get your guard. Hot take. I think if you if you love jujitsu, you want it to grow, it needs to be palatable for casuals or just a random person watching it and when somebody sees you drop to your butt and scoot towards somebody they're like what the fuck is that but if you walk up to somebody and you take them down whether that be a single leg a double leg uh, some sort of like a judo trip sweep something along those lines that translates easier and becomes more palatable to the casual watcher so if you're looking to grow this sport and possibly make money in it by having a larger audience and whatnot, do the sport a favor. and Takedowns are cool, too, man. Yeah. It is hard. It's scary. Takedowns are scary because you don't want to, like, the fear is, I'm going to shoot, and this guy's going to sprawl on me and hurt me. Like, that's a big fear, especially if the guy's bigger than you. You don't want to sprawl, and all of a sudden he stuffs it, and next thing you know, you're licking the mat. Right. You know what I mean? And you're like, oh, he landed on my neck or whatever. It's it's scary. And it is what it is. It's, that's the word. It's scary. Um, You just got to, you got to do it. You got to break that fear and go for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Or pull guard the right way. Yeah. If you're if you're a big guy and you're starting from your knees and you're just burying little guys down, you're an asshole. But whatever you do, drill the shit out of it. But again, drilling, you have to hit them live. There's three stages. To- no, I get, I get that. I'm just I'm just saying don't. I, I see a lot of people will try takedowns on me like, in, like while, while we're live and whatnot. And I'm like, we don't like. You don't wrestle outside of here, and we don't learn this here. So what are you trying right now? Like, if you've never drilled this, you're not going to land it. Right. Very slim chance. You don't land it till you land it. Yeah. I mean, if you don't drill, I mean, if your professor hasn't shown it, you know, I've, I mean. Right, the, I'm seeing people uh, going into the shit blind. I see a right. lot of, a lot of really bad. They animals. probably saw some on YouTube or a clip or a reel, and they saved it. And they're like, I'm going to try that tonight. That's what's good about jujitsu. Yeah. I mean, a lot of my game I found on the internet. Really? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've and then a lot of my game I found on the internet. The puncher said, "That's shit." <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that again. <laughs> but I have found some stuff that I like. So that's probably what it is. I saw a neat. Um, they called it a nogi bow and arrow. I think I've seen that. Seatbelt, Seat change belt. grip, and then like behind the head. Behind the head. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I want to try that out, but I want to, I want to do it. I want to pull someone aside after class be like, Hey, can I try this? I don't want to try to hit that live. And all right, here's the next question. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a good submission. I've seen people hit it before. Yeah. Um, from Mario Prado five Oh nine first tournament coming up any advice here's my advice mario and i've given advice on last podcast about like don't bring your family members all that kind of stuff 
All that stands true. But my advice for you is at white belt, I'm assuming your white belt's your first tournament. At white belt, the guy you're going against has a move he wants. He's got this takedown. His takedown, he's been watching on reels, like we just talked about. His takedown, he's like, this is what I'm going for. If I can hit this takedown, I'm going to win. Let And you got one too. Because you think, like, if I get on top, I win. Usually the guy on top wins at white belt. Yeah. This is the plan, Mario. Screw your takedown. Let who let John Doe mess up on his and just think sprawl the whole time. Sprawl, sprawl, sprawl. When he goes for it, make sure you're always under hooks. Whether it's gi or no gi, you're always under. Keep your hands low. Sprawl that bitch. Stay on top. Let him mess up and you'll get the W. That's my advice for his tournament. You'll win. If he's low and he's got cauliflower ears, uh, assess your opponent. <laughs> okay, assess your opponent. If you think he might be a wrestler, change if he's gameplay. if he's like doing shit like like you know fake singles and doubles in the bullpen, you got to match forehead to forehead. You got to match his level, okay, and then sprawl and win that shit. A lot of people at white belt think like, oh, I'm just gonna go have fun. Well, we're here to win, okay, Mario. We're here to fucking win. You're gonna win, okay. First of all, we're not here to have fun. We're here to win. And then, yes, afterwards, whatever happens, it was fun. But let him mess up on his takedown. That's my advice. That's not bad advice. I got a question. Mm. We were talking about tournament strategy. Like, I think it was our first or second episode. And you mentioned something about playing the corners. Attacking the corners. So attacking the corners in Gi is um, you're going to get into this eighth grade slow dance. In jujitsu, especially the bigger that you are, it's more forehead on forehead and it's Celine Dion and it's just pushing back and forth. Well, as you're pushing someone to the edge of the mat or to the corner, um, if you're going to go for a takedown, you can fake chow, takedown is reach out, touch his leg and drive him out of bounds. If you push him out of bounds and there's nothing, you can get a penalty. But if you reach down for his leg, like you're going for a single, you're going for a double, the ref looks like you're trying to for a takedown. So if it ends up being a stalemate on the feet the whole time, the advantage is going to go for you for the W. Got it. So if a guy's pushing you backwards and you feel like you're going to go out of bounds, but you can turn the last minute and then touch his leg and push him out of bounds, you're going to, in the ref's eyes, that is good. So attack the corners, attack the, so the it's sides. not a point, but it's an advantage. It's an advantage. Attack gotcha. the sides. Okay. Um, play the sides. If you're going out of bounds, reach down for a leg. That's huge in the eyes of a referee. Okay. That makes sense. I was asking Jason, I, I remember the phrase you said about working the corners or whatever. And I was asking Jason about it and he was kind of like, oh, I'm not really sure. Yeah. That's so basically that's, that's cause it's a big guy strategy. Okay. Um, you know, Jason's fortunate enough where you guys are just like, I'm pulling guard. Like, damn man, right. I wish a guy would just pull guard and just play jujitsu right away. But no, I'm up here dancing, you know, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like freaking mother daughter dance and shit, father daughter dance. Two hundred fifty pound fucking yeah, just <laughs> trying to get takedowns, get it like oh my gee. So, um, let's go. What we got here? Next question: How should a top heavy guy with skinny legs play offense slash defense? So you're just heavy up top, little on bottom. You're what I like to call burrito big. This comes from um. Mark Anthony fit fit. Maybe, maybe he's not burrito big. Maybe he's just burrito jacked. built. Yeah. But he just, just jacked. Maybe he's John Jones legs for me. I'm going to say lasso guard because <laughs> lasso guard, if you're like me, I'm built like a square. Lasso guard is great. I don't have like ginormous legs. I play lasso guard. It stops little guys from spinning all over the place. I can, Control the angle. So you just got to find the guard that works best for your body type. That's that's basically what I'm saying. Whether it's butterfly, which is, works good for a lot of bigger guys because you can elevate, especially if you're not very tall. Um, and for defense, you know, you know, sometimes you can't close your guard. So that's that's the thing. If you have little skinny legs and you're going, you're a bigger guy up top. Right. You can't. You're just like touching your toes when you close your guard on somebody. And that sucks. So let's get our hands off the collar. Let's get our hands on the sleeves. Let's get our knees inside the arms to get to spider guard. 
get the spider guard, you control a lot more defense. A lot of guys are up on the collar all the time. Right. And they're living and dying on the collar because you have this cross choke you learn when you're a white belt. Yeah. And you love this cross choke. It's so sick. But you're up here dying on the collar, and that gives access to the guy who's getting choked to hands on your pants. And if you can't close your toes as a big, your guard is pretty much open, and he's just going to Toriando and pass your shit. So let's, you know, get your hands off the collar, get to the sleeves, get your shins and knees in. That'll help your defense. What are you doing to prevent your um, from burning your fingers out? I'm just letting them, you just get, it's reps. Your fingers are going to get burnt out. Gotcha. Like, it's just like, you are know. you like light gripping and only like some people, like some people will just death grip. The, the I'm not like controlling here. Right. I'm as if he pulls his arm, my arm goes with him. Like whatever, like you have my sleeve and it's going out. Like, like I'll go with gotcha. your arm. You're just holding on to it. You're not. Yeah. It's not really like a, like a tight control. Like if I get to a spider and I get my foot in the, in the elbow, then maybe it's a little more tight. If you can get your get their sleeve over your belt and close your elbow, you have a lot of control. But I'm I'm okay with my hands being on his sleeves and his arms moving around. I'm saving my fingers that way. But he needs to break the grip before he can go to my pants. Gotcha. So that'll help. Okay. Um, let's go. A couple more here. Two more to be exact. What is your favorite lapel choke? We just talked about that. That was from Tony and one tip for each belt rank. Go first, Kenny. White belt. What's a tip? White belt tip is. Uh, and this comes from, sorry, before we go into it, Jake underscore Jack underscore it. Jake Jacks it. Good for you, Jake. Um, I would say uh, really focus on your fundamentals and uh, slow. You don't need to be explosive all the time. Just. Try to, and think about the positions that you're in. So if somebody has you in side control, pause, think about, okay, can I create a frame? Can I not create a frame? Okay. Can I create space to create enough space to get a frame in? Like really play it slow. It, usually if you're rolling and you're a white belt, you're probably going against a white belt. So they're probably not putting you in a blender and mixing you up. You know what I mean? So you have a little bit of time to think, but focus on the fundamentals. Um, don't don't try to uh, worry too much about hitting the highlight reel um, submissions because you're a white belt and you're probably not going to. So fundamentals are key. Fundamentals are key. My um, my my advice is a lot of times at white belt you'll come in and the class is learning something that you're not even at the skill level to learn yet. Oh yeah, and this is a big problem. Yeah, and but. The way you can counter that is like, I got to wait for them to come all the way around the show, opening the guard before I can learn this certain half guard pass. I don't even have to open the guard. Why are we teaching this? The way you can get around that is private lessons. Yeah. Private lessons with your instructor, your professor will help you. If you're trying to catch up quickly as a white belt, it will help you get to where you need to be faster. Be like, Hey, I know we're learning arm bar from, mount today but i can't even pass the guard well you can get a private from your professor and right. learn it and a lot of times professors will let you bundle your privates and you and a buddy can yeah, pitch so them together and do the private and sometimes that's even better because now the professor can watch you guys do it and give you a little one-on-one -on -one. so right don't be afraid if you feel like as a white belt you're behind because you're like learning stuff that you're not ready to learn because the class is learning something new that's available. And I think at white belt, a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, this is a pride thing too. Um, if your class, if your school offers a fundamentals class, definitely take that. Even if you're like a, even if you're a brown, a black, yeah. I'll take a fundamentals class. Yeah. I, I know a lot of schools don't offer them, but they're so key to just kind of polishing the little things that like you may have, Skip to one. I definitely would recommend. Now it. you're a nerd. You probably know how to do it, but like, I kind of remember how to do long division. But when's the last time you did? I right. did long division. Right. Maybe if I took a fundamental math class. Right. I'm like, oh, I was putting my foot in the wrong hip. Right. I forgot about this grip. I forgot about this way to like move my body. So yeah, 
Definitely. Yeah. I th- but I think that where the pride aspect comes in is people are like, well, I'm already in the advanced class. I don't want to take the fundamental. No, class. don't. Uh, ego. Just take the fucking fundamental. Ego. Class. Now, blue belt. What's your advice for blue belt? You're blue belt. What's your advice? Um, what my, the path that I'm currently on to try to to get towards purple is, um, pushing myself with higher belts. So instead of it, when I was a white belt, I felt like I I wanted to roll with white belts because that was my my comfort zone and my wheelhouse and. I could kind of gauge where I was at versus other white belts in my class. Now I don't give a fuck about where white belts are at. And I don't really care where blue belts are at. I want to see where the purples are at. Right. How close am I to that level? Right. Can I, are the, are purples just wrecking me all the time or am I, am I finally starting to get something here and there? And maybe I'm, I'm not even submitting them, but like, are they, are they, are they struggling to fuck me up? You know what I mean? Are they struggling to submit me? Am I able to be defensive enough to put a hamper in their game plan, um, you know, that that lets me know that I'm making progress. So that's my plan right now. So I'm trying to just go with purples and see how close I can get to that. My advice for a blue belt is you're going to lose the white belts as a blue belt. And, you're, and don't feel bad and your professor doesn't give a fuck. You're going to lose the white belts. They're going to beat you. It happens. Because guess what? You're still a novice belt. Even though you're a blue belt. And you're put your two years in and you probably do good against most white belts. Sometimes a white belt will get the best of you or it's a lot closer than you think. So don't feel the pressure or the heaviness of the belt um, at blue belt because you're still learning and that's okay. It's okay to lose to white belts because there's not much difference between you and them. Just a little bit of time. Two years goes by quick. Especially if you're only training two or three times a week. It's not that much difference on mat time. So don't be afraid to lose the white belts and um, yeah, don't have the ego of like, I, my professor disappointed. I don't deserve this belt. This white belt just beat me. It's like, well, it's okay. You're, it's okay. It happens. Purple belt advice. Now, now out of my wheelhouse, we've passed Kenny up here. Purple belt advice is this is where you should start developing your game. A purple belt. I started developing my game at the end of blue belt, but this is where you learn what you like and you know what you like and you know what you're good at and you kind of know where you're at. So developing your game is key at purple belt. And this is pretty much where you're always going to this strictly play that game all the time. If you're a half guard guy, he's like, I just live in a half guard. If I'm a, you know, that's pretty much what that purple belt is, is you're just living at that said belt and doing that freaking said technique because this is what you found out works for you. Don't be afraid to, you got to do other stuff though. Like that was a mistake I made at purple is I found lasso and I loved lasso and I got really, really good at it, but I kind of didn't do other stuff. My butterfly guard to this day isn't to this, isn't good to this day. It still isn't that good. Okay. It's like, I struggle with it. I have a bad leg, but nonetheless, I didn't focus on that enough. So basically in the past, you've said that basically a, purple belt is a black belt at something there's something that a purple belt does that's advanced level there's something he does whether it's his pressure his side controllers he has a certain submission he hits if he's a bow and arrow choke is black belt level he does something there's so something your, he does that is good at black belt. your advice is don't be one-dimensional don't be the one-dimensional on purple belt. that's my advice brown belt my advice for brown belt is um you've pretty much developed everything that you need okay Polish it. You're, you just, you're, you're there. Now it's time to put, play that game, play that game of like, I got to challenge yourself in class. Like I got to choke three people out tonight. I got to hit four arm bars tonight. I got to this, make games in yourself because you're going to be able to beat most of the guys in class. So you got to make challenges for yourself to keep it competitive. Right. Like I'm, I'm only going to submit with this tonight. Yes. And even if that means you lose. And that'll be my advice for black belt. And I'm currently doing this now. I'm trying to get my half guard better. I've been this. That's what I've been trying to do. And I don't care what it costs me in class. Like if I'm losing, I lose. I'll just take that L. I'm trying to live in half and I'm trying to sweep bigger guys or anybody. Like I could go to lasso. I could play top. I could get the takedown, but like, I'm not I got to find something to make myself develop. And at Black Belt, I feel like put yourself in spots you absolutely need to be more well-rounded. Passing to the bad side. 
like yeah. I've talked about. I am not, I always pass to the left. I need to pass to the right. I need to pass to the right. I want to get good at passing to the right and I want to get good at half guard. So I've been really focusing on getting in the half guard, getting into a bad spot, like a, a side control and getting to my half guard. Like that was a, that was a thing a couple weeks ago. I was like, I'm going to get inside control. I'm going to try to get to my half guard or I'm going to try to hold a guy in half guard the whole time and then try to sweep him. Like I've always like half guard's been my thing lately. Mm-hmm. So as a black belt, I feel like you should try to like, not in your comp classes and your comp classes get that win. But like in your other classes, you should try to like work on what you suck at. Okay. Um, if you like this podcast, hit a follow, hit a like, um, um, follow us at O's nation at the freak party. Um, at BJJ Balance, pretty much everywhere. We're on yeah. YouTube, all that good stuff. We're growing. Everything is good. Um, uh, what does that say? So um, you think what I'm thinking, partner? Aim for the bushes. Aim for the fucking bushes, dude. Oh,